Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, and I'm an eating habit and weight loss coach for career women. I'll help you become the person who no longer has bad eating habits and loses the weight she really wants to in a way that lasts. Let's start. Hi there. Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. If you're listening in and you enjoy watching, you can now watch me on YouTube. I like to think that I'm talking one-on-one with you when I'm doing these episodes, so I think the video really helps you to feel like I am talking directly to you, and it might even help to sort of capture your attention a little bit more. All right, let's dive into the topic of non-food rewards for challenging days. At the end of the episode, I'm going to tell you about a new free course I have that's coming out very soon, and I'm also going to be sharing lots of different non-food rewards that you can think about using for yourself and sort of pick out one or two of your favorites to give a try. All right, so the reason why I wanted to cover non-food rewards for challenging days is because using food as a reward for either a challenging day or an accomplishment is a very common eating habit in career women and really in any person. So I used to use food and also wine as a reward for a challenging day at work when I was a physician assistant. Even just the anticipation of what I was going to eat and the glass of wine I was going to have later that evening was a reward itself. So I got a little dopamine hit from that, from the anticipation, which makes complete sense because dopamine is released with the anticipation of something that's considered to be rewarding to you. And then again, with the reward itself. So when you actually eat the food or get whatever reward it is. So why this can turn into a habit is because of that dopamine release. So dopamine makes your body feel good. It provides pleasure, temporary pleasure. When your brain associates the food reward with pleasure, it wants to repeat that, right? We're creatures that were created to seek out pleasure. And so it remembers that for the future. It remembers that the food reward was associated with pleasure because of that dopamine. So let's just say that you're using food as a reward for a challenging day and you get that dopamine hit from the anticipation of the reward and also the reward itself. Your brain remembers that pleasure that you got and then if you have a challenging day, say the next day or a week later, guess what you're more likely to do? You're more likely to go to that food reward again. So this then strengthens that link between the food and the dopamine hit being very pleasurable and rewarding. So then it makes it even more likely that the next time you have a challenging day, you will use food as a reward. So you can see how this cycle would get strengthened the more you do it and the more you do it, it ends up becoming a habit especially if it's a specific circumstance that feels challenging, such as dealing with a specific person at work or outside of work or a specific work task, or maybe a standing meeting that you always find to be very challenging because of how you feel during and afterwards or even before, right? That occurs either every day or every week. So you then form the sequence of events that strengthens and turns into a habit cycle. So for example, let's just say 
that there's a standing meeting that occurs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday afternoon at work. So this particular meeting always leaves you feeling some sort of negative emotion. And you were planning on cooking dinner when you got home, but after you got out of work, the pizza and the garlic knots sounded like such a treat for that difficult meeting that you just got through on Monday. So you get pleasure from anticipating the garlic knots and the pizza, and then you get even more pleasure from the dopamine that's released when you eat the pizza and the garlic knots when you get home. Now, this may also sound familiar. It may sound very similar to emotional eating. And they are very similar, but there are some differences between the two. So mainly is your thoughts about the food as a reward. So you're actually like thinking that you're going to reward yourself with the food, right? So emotional eating is a little bit different. So you may still eat as the reaction to a negative emotion or to a positive emotion to try to decrease the discomfort of the negative emotion. But it's not so much where you're anticipating that food, like you're not really sort of planning ahead of time um, and planning that as your reward for feeling whatever negative emotion, right? So so similar, like I said, but also different. And the new free course that I'm going to tell you about the end does dive into both of those things, emotional eating and using food as rewards. All right, so getting back to that example. So let's say then on Wednesday, you get out of that meeting and you remember that rewarding yourself after that challenging meeting on Monday provided some pleasure. So hey, why not do it again? And then maybe on Friday before the meeting even occurs, you think, oh, to get me through this meeting on a Friday afternoon, I'm going to plan on having a big bowl of ice cream tonight, right? So this is really where this sets us apart from emotional eating. It's it's kind of like planned ahead of time as your specific reward, reward for getting through that challenging thing that you you haven't even been through yet, but you're anticipating that it's not going to be fun. And so you're already planning your reward ahead of time. Right. So at this point, you're now anticipating that reward even more, right? And planning ahead for it. Like I mentioned, you're thinking that it'll help you get through the meeting. And so then thinking about that reward later on helps make the meeting more tolerable to you. Or like I said, it can be a challenging person or people. It can be a challenging work task. It can be something challenging at home and does not necessarily have to be something work-related. So sometimes when I was stuck in the OR, I was thinking my reward would be when I got home and I didn't really want to be stuck in the OR until, you know, 10 o'clock at night. A lot of times we were wearing heavy lead or it was hot in the OR. So it was a lot of like physical discomfort and even just like fatigue after the long day. And sometimes then that meant I was missing dinner with my husband, Paul and stepson, Ryan, and I was missing out on going for a beautiful run after work, right? So all the things. So in my mind, sometimes I would set myself up to be like, okay, well, I can have this as my reward when I get home, right? Just to help me get me through that, right? But it doesn't have to be something work-related. So what exactly is the problem with using food as a reward? The problem is that if you're trying to change your eating habits 
or you're trying to just watch what you're eating or lose some weight or you're trying to get a little bit healthier, the foods that you typically choose for rewards are not going to help you do that because most people are not choosing a salad to reward themselves with after a challenging day. And why would you? I mean, I love salad, but I have salad pretty much every day for lunch. So I wouldn't say that it's a treat or a reward. For me, a reward as far as a food reward would be something like homemade peanut butter cookies, right? Or when I was oftentimes using food as a reward, it was a big bowl of pretzels or something else carby and a big glass of red wine. So your reasoning brain, the prefrontal cortex, should be in the driver's seat when it comes to choosing foods you eat, as often as possible at least. It doesn't have to be perfect, rather than the habit brain, right? So we want our reasoning brain, the one that's thinking about our goals and thinking about what we really want for ourselves and thinking about our health and our future, we want that part of the brain to be in the driver's seat when it comes to making choices for foods at least a a high majority of the time, right? Rather than the habit brain. The habit brain is going to go for instant gratification, quick and easy. It's also going to go for the things, or mainly it's going to go for the things like sugar, salt, and fat. And when it comes to breaking bad eating habits or losing weight, you want to be using using your reasoning brain, like I mentioned, that prefrontal cortex, because this part of your brain has your future goals and well-being in mind. Okay, so with one-on-one coaching, I help my clients break bad eating habits and also create new healthy eating habits and lose weight. And breaking a habit of using food as reward is one of those eating habits. So there's lots of different particular or specific eating habits that make it more difficult to reach those health goals, those body goals, those weight loss goals, right? And so we so each individual will have maybe a few of those quote unquote bad eating habits and we will work together with one-on-one coaching to break those and then also simultaneously create some new healthier eating habits that are um, ones that you want to create for yourself, right? And then doing all that helps you to lose weight, right? So even even just healthy eating habits as far as like mindful eating and decreasing mindless eating, also emotional eating, of course, that's a biggie. And then also even just overeating, right? So not letting yourself get to the point where you're overly hungry and then all of a sudden it's an urgency. And so these things that um, you're in the habit of doing as far as eating behaviors and also as far as what types of foods you're eating, but it's, it's more so like those eating behaviors, like why you're eating, how much you're eating, right? So those are the types of eating habits that a lot of career women have difficulty with that I help my clients with, with one-on-one coaching. So I'd love to help you with the eating habits you've been struggling with. So if you're curious about how exactly I can help you, we can talk during a free consult. You can book that right on my website, katemjohnston.com. So what are the benefits of using non-food rewards for a challenging day? 
Well, many of the ones that I'm going to give you are healthy non-food rewards. So they will generally improve either your overall physical health, mental health, or emotional health. And because you'll be doing more of those and less of the food rewards, you will start to break the habit of those food rewards and reap the benefits of that. That may include an easier time with weight loss. It might include just feeling more in control of what you're eating. It might include feeling more energized if you found that your food rewards were high in refined sugars or carbohydrates, which can really zap your energy. And your physical health will most likely improve and even your um, mental and emotional health will prove as well because if you're feeling guilt or shame or disappointment in yourself after you eat the foods that you that taste really good in the moment but are interfering with your goals or your your health goals or your body goals then it'll significantly decrease those negative feelings and any negative self-talk right all right so Let's jump into some of those non-food rewards for a challenging day. And this is not a comprehensive list. These are just some ideas for you and they're in no particular order. Number one is reading time. And I don't mean something that you feel like you have to read for work. I mean something that you are looking forward to reading. So remember how you get that spike in dopamine with the anticipation of something. So make sure to have a book at home or a magazine or even just reading um, articles that you might find on something like Pinterest or Medium, right? So make sure that you have something that you are looking forward to reading at home, ready to go, right? And also I recommend making sure you have like a cozy blanket and if you enjoy a cup of hot relaxing tea, then then do it up, right? So if you can think about how nice this will feel during your challenging day, it'll help to increase the anticipation of this when you get home. So it's kind of like creating a whole experience for yourself as a reward. All right, so number two is spending time outside. Being out in nature or even just being outside in the city, if you're in a city, provides such a boost in mood. So rewarding yourself with a walk or even just sitting outside in a chair and enjoying the sunshine, the sounds of nature, the sounds of horns honking in the city, whatever it is, can be very fulfilling and mood boosting. I actually encourage my clients to do so, to take little breaks in work, and they've really noticed the benefits when they do so, when they step outside for a moment. Um, it can really help to um, promote like a sense of relaxation. You're separating yourself from work and from people just for a couple of minutes. And then you go back inside feeling that much more refreshed, right? So <clears throat> you can even go for a walk with someone else or with your dog after work, right? It could be a really good time to connect with a friend or a significant other, or even your kid. All right, so number three is social connection. So speaking of that, so you can decide ahead of time that maybe you're going to call someone that you haven't talked to in a while, or maybe even FaceTime, or join up to do something together after work or after your challenging day. So the anticipation of talking to, connecting with, or seeing this person is such a good reward. And then of course, actually being with this person will be so rewarding. And even just thinking about afterwards, 
um, you know, where you felt like you had such a good time with the person, it was so good to catch up, that feeling afterwards can be very rewarding as well. So it's like before, during, and after. All right, so number four is having an accomplishments journal. You can also call call this an achievements journal, but I actually kind of like accomplishments better because um, accomplishments to me includes anything small to big, whereas achievements sometimes um, that's associated more with like larger things, right? So an accomplishments journal is a journal where you can write down your accomplishments. That can be big ones. It can be super teeny tiny ones, whatever you want it to be. So what I recommend for this is that you sit down one night or morning and you start writing down your accomplishments. I mean, anything that comes to your mind. And right now you may be thinking, okay, there's only going to be like three or four things on that list. Trust me, that's not the truth. (laughs) Once you start thinking of some things and writing them down, you will start really having lots of different things come to you and you will see just how many things you have accomplished. And it may take a few days of sitting down and doing this to really get a majority of them out on paper. But I do promise once you start writing, more will come. And then make a habit of doing this either daily or once a week. So adding things to this accomplishments journal is very rewarding, just adding things to it, but also looking over the previous things that you had written in there is very rewarding as well. So really you can use this as a reward anytime you want to, even if you just read some of those accomplishments. And why this is a reward is because it feels good to us as humans to know what we've accomplished. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves of this because we usually do it and then sort of forget about it, right? It's in the past. So what easier way to remind yourself than if you already have it written down in a journal that you can just read anytime you want to. So our accomplishments make us feel really good because the thoughts that we have about them and about ourselves and those good feelings are going to serve as such a nice reward for you, especially after a challenging day. And especially if you find yourself thinking negatively about yourself, this will be a nice little boost. All right. So number five is exercise. It doesn't have to be any sort of strenuous or intense exercise if you do not enjoy doing that. It can just be a 20-minute walk or a 10-minute yoga or Pilates class on YouTube. Or you could even turn on some music and dance around for 5 or 10 minutes. The idea is to get your body moving and get that blood flowing so that you can feel good afterwards, like feel good physically afterwards. And also during as well. When you feel good during or after something, your brain will remember that for next time. So you can start to anticipate whatever form of exercise it is that you choose to use as your reward. And if you don't typically exercise, I recommend choosing something very easy and very like bite-sized, if you will. So number six is my new favorite a self-compliment journal. I think I'm actually going to start one of these. I so need this. If you're someone who finds yourself criticizing yourself often, or if you're a perfectionist and you feel like you're always falling short because of that mentality, because of course that's going to happen when you strive for 
perfection, then you need to start one of these self-compliment journals as well. Start it along with me, okay? So just buy a small journal or notepad and dedicate it as your self-compliment journal, or you can call it a self-love journal. So what this is, is you challenge yourself to write a self-compliment or something that you love about yourself every day. This is not going to take long at all, right? I mean, really, maybe a minute tops. So you can simply look forward to adding one in every day and that's your reward for a challenging day. Or you can do the challenge of adding one in every day and then for when you do have a challenging day, you can not only just add one in, but you can read several or all of the others that are in there for a real big boost in self-love. I actually recommend doing that. Um, instead, I think that's going to be more effective for you as far as a reward. So number seven is home spa time. This can be lighting a candle. It can be using a really luxurious moisturizer that you just use as your reward for those challenging days. It can be using a luxurious face mask, again, that you've saved for just those challenging days. It can be using aromatherapy. It can be doing all of these things at one time. So these things can promote feelings of relaxation, which can be very beneficial after a challenging day. It also really just helps with emotional well-being because you're slowing things down and giving yourself that time that you usually give to everyone else and into your job, right? So I know the new trend is to kind of poo-poo the bubble baths and the face masks as not a good form of self-care, but come on. Taking that time for yourself to slow things down and take care of your skin, take care of your body as far as physically relaxing, I think that is a good form of self-care. That's not the only self-care, right? And I'm not saying it's the best form, but it is still a good form of self-care. And that's one of many ways that you can provide yourself with some care. So number eight is meditation or even just 10 minutes of silence. So this can feel like a real treat because we often don't reserve that little bit of time to just sit. Sounds so simple, right? So you can either sit and think or you can sit and try not to think. So whatever your preference is, but meditation and 10 minutes of silence certainly have their health benefits. It could be five minutes, it could be 10 minutes, 15, 30, whatever you want it to be. The ninth of the non-food rewards is for a challenging day is creative expression. So this can be in the form of drawing, painting, coloring in an adult coloring book, writing, doing a craft, playing a musical instrument, right? So doing these things can be so enjoyable and so rewarding. And of course, when you enjoy doing them, you're going to anticipate how you'll feel while doing them and even afterwards, partly because of what you've produced as well. And so as you can see, these things all promote either emotional, mental, or physical well-being, many of them, all three of those. So that makes them really great options for non-food rewards for challenging days. So pick your favorite to start with. There are, of course, many other things you can use as a reward. So if you're thinking about something different, go with that. 
choose any of these if you'd like. The important part is that you choose something that you truly feel is a reward and that you can look forward to doing. Because like I said, if you can get that dopamine hit just from the anticipation of this, this is going to be so much better for you. So new course, I'm just about finished with a new free course on crushing bad eating habits for career women, where I teach you about three different common eating habits that career women have and give you very simple strategies to help you start to break these eating habits. So it's coming out very soon. It's taking me a little bit longer just because of the holiday and it's a little bit more involved than my other free classes. It comes with a workbook. There are five classes within the course. They're all pretty bite-sized classes, roughly around 10 to 20 minutes for each. I will link that new free course once it's finalized. You'll be able to find it on my website, katemjohnston.com. You'll also be able to find it in many other places where I'll link it. The reason why I mention this is because using food as a reward is one of these three common eating habits that I'm teaching you in this course. And those steps that I, that I teach you in the course will get you started. They're very easy to do, and I know you're going to enjoy doing them. It really won't feel like work <laughs> at all. I've really tried hard to create um, some very simple and enjoyable steps for you, sort of like low-hanging fruit, right? So I'm going to be sending it out automatically to my entire email list. So that's an easy way for you to automatically get that new course once it's ready. So if you're currently on my list before the date that it comes out sometime in, in the next few days or so, then you will automatically get it via email. So you can sign up for my weekly emails with tips on eating habits, weight loss, and mindset, or you can sign up for my current um, free class, which is the weight loss habits class. So both of these things are on my website. And so if you're on my email list already, when the new course comes out, I'll automatically send that to you along with the workbook. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care. And I'll talk with you next week. Become the person who loves her eating habits and her body so you can enjoy more of your life. I'll help. Start now by just setting up a time to talk with me by visiting katemjohnston.com forward slash consult.